getting into it really quick. You know what this is. This is a solo episode. I'm home. I'm in my house. No, I'm not sick. Don't worry. Nobody worry. I'm fine. Back from Canada. Just me and Mike couldn't get together today on Monday when we normally record. We will try to put something out for you at the end of the week. Uh, I may try to find some old bonus content or maybe do an interview with somebody. Get that out as extra content next week. We'll figure it out. Uh, I owe you one for this one. Got back from Canada late last night. I was out there for the Dark Comedy Festival with Louis J. Gomez, Ryan Long, Danny Polishuk was there. Shout out to Seneca Stone, who I just met, and uh, Dave Wheels. I don't remember Wheels' last name. He's a crippled uh, black gentleman. Um, Very funny guy. Um, Yeah, it was a great time. Rob May put the whole thing together. And uh, was the, I just want to talk about how much this, it was hilarious. So we had this great crowd, hundreds of people at every show. But as we get there, these COVID numbers are spiking. And it gets terrifying to be outside the U.S. This has been my fear for two years. I haven't left the country since COVID started, which is almost two years now. And the main reason why is because I have been terrified of getting stuck outside the fucking country. So these numbers are going up. As of when I booked my ticket, if you were a U.S. citizen, you didn't need a COVID test to get back in. Then they change it. You need a test. But it could be a rapid antigen test. Fucking fine. I'll go get a rapid test. I'm in a North American city that's not in Mexico. I'm used to New York. I don't know how shit is going everywhere else, but I'll tell you this. When I left fucking uh, St. Pete's Beach, Florida, the Tampa airport, last year, I could get a rapid test in the airport. Literally, when I got there, you needed a PCR test five days before you flew back then. I got it on the way out of the airport. No problem. Left the airport, got the test, went to the hotel, came back. We were only there four nights, left on the fifth day, a couple of hours shy of the fucking limit. It was fantastic. Worked out well. That's the United States of America, who supposedly has way worse health care than, than, than can't. Me and Lewis are sitting there going, we can't get a fucking thing. We can't, there's this thing where you can do the home test and you can, you have to buy it and you go to a drive-thru and they take it and they just certify the results of your, like, why are we doing that? Just let me fucking show the stupid, whatever the fucking Canadian TSA, the dumb fucks, what are they wearing, leather helmets like the CFL? Who the fuck knows? Just show them the fucking test and just be like, all right, let me throw. What's the difference? Who's this guy? I could have gotten that fucking test from anybody. It's ridiculous. So I'm running around like an asshole. I'm trying to get this COVID test. Really, I'm trying to get a COVID test. And so I had to leave. The only place I can get an appointment. So my flight is at 4.30 Sunday. Got pushed back to 5. Fuck you, Canada. But air, uh, I'll go. I'll get into the airlines in a minute. But uh, I the appointments on Sunday go, they end at 8 in the morning. And then there's a gap until 4.10. And I was like, well, I'm not staying stand in the airport for fucking... 10 hours. I'm not fucking, I'm not going to make it if I go to the 410 appointment. So what am I going to do? So I had to leave the venue. Uh, I did Ryan's show, uh, which he replaced Mark Norman, Ryan Long and friends. I did, uh, I drove to the airport, got a COVID test, drove back, was like, all right, I'm good. Woke up, hung out, went to the national, the Royal National Museum of uh, Toronto the next day, then head to the airport. No one asked for the fucking COVID test at U.S. Customs. Uh, no one from the airline asked for the fucking COVID test. 
No one at customs asked for the COVID test. They asked for my TSA pre-check number. And then uh, I still had to do all the things. Canada's an ass-backwards shithole place. The people were terrified. Like The people that ran the venue hated this festival. Like The guy who owned the theater was cool with it. But for some reason, I, and this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, so it's a movie theater that shows one movie at a time. And then they'll do like shows like this. But he uh, licenses out the concession stand to a third party. Which is the most insane idea I have ever heard in my what like that's how you make money as a movie theater is that you sell concessions. Like why wouldn't you just want to hire some fifteen year old kid? Like all you need is popcorn. So these people sold almost nothing. They sold a bunch of beers, uh, but nobody was buying food and stuff for the theater. For some reason, they were selling like cheese and meat. And these people, I'm saying this right now, hated us. Hated it. Hated. I don't know how they felt about the fans, but they certainly hated every one of the artists. Like we were drinking beers in the green room. They were like, you can't have those in here. What? They were like, yeah, you brought those from outside. It's like, well, we're not going to pay $9 a beer. I flew to another country to perform for, I'm going to throw this out not that much money. Um, and like, I got to, I can't just drink a couple of beers in a green room. And it's like, it was like I walked into the exit and they made me go around. Like nobody does that to people who are performing on shows fucking anyway. I've never been treated that way as a performer in my fucking life. It was so bizarre. It was like I wanted like carte blanche. I just was like, yeah, we like need to be able to like go out for a smoke and like walk back in. I don't want to have to like go put my jacket on every time. Like just like, who cares? It was and like they were like, you have to wear your mask in the lobby. And it was just like we're all sitting in a theater together. It's 10 feet. It's like, what is the difference? They literally like wouldn't let me back in without a mask. And I was like, well, how like am I going to get my things? Mind you, I have to go be on the show. And they're like, you can't come through. I had to have somebody go get my... Like, it was crazy. I mean, probably part of it was like the sound woman was a trans-Asian woman. Who like, didn't look bad, but there was a mask on. And then just, I did the gravity. Uh, real egg from Big Trouble Little China vibes from a... I felt like she was going to do sorcery on me when I heard her talk. I mean, she did sorcery and made her cock disappear. Um, but the shows were amazing. The crowds were great. Everybody there was fucking amazing. Um, just the country is fucking... Dude, the COVID shit is... It took me forever to get into the country. It took me forever at the airport in the United States because you have to download an app. Then the app doesn't work. I had to get a PCR test while all this spike was going on. Like, thankfully, I did those fucking union gigs for uh, for the electrician shit. Otherwise, I'd have been screwed. I'd have been screwed. I had to go there. I got my PCR from there. Three hours. I took two PCR tests in the days before that. I got them while I was in Canada. One of them I got when I got back. When I got off the plane, I got I got I got my uh, city MD that I took Monday. Took six days to get it back because this fucking shit. Omicron. First of all, let's just we should not be concerned about the Omicron variant. Uh, Zach Amico, my good friend, is a 400-pound drug user. And uh, fine. Talked to him today. Talked to him twice last week. Said he was sick for one day. Has a little bit of a cough. Fine. This is supposed to kill fats. Right? It's a fat burner. You get the fever and you die. It's basically stacker 2. Basically, uh, COVID is supposed to be stacker 2. But it's a little too strong. You know what I mean? It's the fentanyl stacker 2. Um, but Zach, fine. I don't think we should be worried about this anymore. 
Then Eliza Orleans, who's been on this show a while back, as you recall, uh, uh, she has a booster shot and still got a positive test for this shit. I, I, meanwhile, me, last week I took, in the last seven days, since this is, uh, I'm recording this on Monday, so the last seven days I've taken two rapid tests and three PCR tests, all negative. I've been around five people who have gotten popped for COVID since then. So I don't know what the fuck the deal is, but I'm fine. Uh, Notes of a goon continues. Again, little Mikey Harrington, not here. Also, I just, I just want to say this. I just didn't want to be around Mike this close to Christmas on the show and have him be all fucking cheer. I love him, but he loves Christmas on a level that disgusts me. It is, oh, God. It just like, he, he's basically, Mike's a puppy in so many ways. And he just, he doesn't realize, he's just a yappy little puppy, and he's just like, oh my god, it's a special day, it's a special day, it's a special day, shut up. Like, he's just like, I love it, it's just such a good feeling, and blah, 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 I get it, your parents loved you, Mike, I get it, it's fine. I'm not mad at you, you had a great, you're doing great, you're doing great out there, buddy. You're having a great life, I, I don't want to hear, first of all, Mike was homeless and still loves Christmas. I guess probably because you can go to Christmas parties and you get a couple of free meals. People give you charity on the Christmas spirit. People overlook when you make a mistake, like uh, writing back at again on a description when it's Christmas time, I suppose. But I got to go see him over at Brooklyn Comedy Club in a little bit. But I just wanted to talk about this, talk about the Canada thing. Canada fucking great. And I'll say this is a crazy thing. Two things that I really liked about Toronto and made it seem like a good place to live. The hot dog carts. Amazing. New York hasn't had a good hot dog cart in fucking decades. Grace Papaya used to be good. There's very few of them. Papaya King, those places are good. Uh, they got good crinkle cut fries there. But the fucking hot dogs in Toronto, first of all, they do like a $3 hot dog, a $4 sausage, which is a bigger hot dog, and they'll do it like spice. They do like a jerk chicken one. I had one of those. Good as fuck. At a spicy time. But then you can get cherry peppers over them. And then they have like different things. They have your, your mustard, ketchup, relish, onions, sauerkraut. But then they also have Chipotle mayo you can put on your hot dog. Which maybe you don't want that, but maybe some people do. Right? They had all sorts of sauces. It was amazing. Very good hot dogs. I was shocked. The, sh- the street meat, the shawarma, fire. Like, they are destroying New York City when it comes to street food. Destroying us. I didn't even go to their Chinatown. I am sure that would have been intimidating. Like, demolish. We, uh, we, are, we are a dead city. We don't deserve to survive. Everybody has fucking... It's so funny. Everybody, the entire New York, uh, all the New York comedy shows, everybody's going, I got I got Omicron. You should go get tested. Every, literally, there's a saying, 10,000 cases a day happening in New York, which how fucking funny is that? We're all going to get COVID. It's going to do a better job than the fucking vaccines in making sure we don't get more COVID. Because everybody's going to fucking get it while they're vaccinated. And it's supposedly super immunity. I think you're just going to get it and not be able to get COVID again because that's how fucking immunity works. Um, and again, people don't seem to be getting too sick. The level of hospitalizations is still like 50 a day. And even that, some of those people might not necessarily need to be in the hospital. The deaths are still like 10 a day, which is what they were this time last year. It's comparable. It's not even... And everybody, they're talking about shutting things down again, mask mandates, this and that. It's like, you guys did all that. Didn't work. 
Let's break this down. Uh, where did these variants coming from? They're not the United States, right? The Delta variant started in Britain, which, okay, fair. I guess if everybody in Britain had gotten vaccinated, we wouldn't have it. We wouldn't have it. It'd be fine. We'd never have the Delta variant. But the Omicron variant started, like, even if it didn't start in South Africa where they discovered it, it started probably in Sub-Saharan Africa, which has one of the lowest vaccination rates in the world. Like, it's crazy how low the vaccination rate in most of those countries are. Like, South Africa, not too bad. There's a couple other countries doing okay, but there's a ton. You think, you think everybody's vaccinated in the fucking Congo? No. It's, it, India has two... I was just I was talking to a, a guy uh, uh, from Bangladesh, an Uber driver, when I was in Canada, and he goes, he goes, yeah, Bangladesh, nobody's even wearing masks. We have a very low infection rate. I was like, just nobody's getting tested. I say this every year. I said this last year when the fucking everything spiked because of the holidays. You're like, everybody's getting COVID right now. There's a spike. I'm like, no, people that are asymptomatic that normally wouldn't get tested are testing positive for COVID. They never would have gotten tested. But now they are getting tested because they have to go see their fucking family and they want to feel like they're doing something. That's all this. I mean, that's a big part of what this is. It's insane. Whatever. I digress. I'll move on to talk about our sponsor, BreatheFume.com. You know who Fume is. Fume, uh, it, it, it's a piece of wood. You inhale out of it. It's like a an inhaler. That's what it is. It's an inhaler. And you breathe, fume, you get all these soup plants, black pepper, all this stuff. I use it all the time. I think it's a fucking great product. Uh, and you go to breathefume.com slash goon and use the promo code goon. You can, there's a little box that you can uh, tell them where you heard about it. Uh, notes of a goon. Um, and uh, 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 what you're going to do is you're going to get 10% off your order. And it's a, like I said, this is a fantastic product. If you're trying to quit smoking, it just helps you with uh, hand-to-mouth fixation. For me, I use it for neck and beers. Instead of neck and beers, I hold on to the Breathe Fume. I don't drink quite as much when I'm using it, especially since I'm also trying to like switch to a little bit liquor. I'm trying to stay lean. I'm trying to stay lean. I lost like 40 pounds. I'm still hovering around 200, but I know my resting weight is at 2 fucking 20. I know I'm just, I don't want to get back up to 220, 225. I know that's where my resting weight is. That's what I weighed in high school. And I would really, I know them fat cells are right under the skin. I don't want to get there. So I'm using Breathe Fume. So you go to B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M.com. Slash goon and use the promo code goon at checkout. You're gonna get ten percent off your order. This is a great gift. I mean, look, you're probably not gonna get it in time for Christmas at this point, but it is a great gift for anybody that you know that you just care about. That you know is trying to quit smoking or vaping or anything like that. Or even if you are trying to do the same thing like me, and when you're out drinking, let's say you quit smoking. Well, you're out drinking. You want an excuse to go outside and pull on something, so you're drinking less. You can use this for that too. B-R-E-A-T-H-E Fume.com slash goon promo code goon at checkout. 10% off your order. I do truly love the product. I use it myself. Um, a lot of times we talk about this stuff and I'll give a testimonial and obviously they send us things to try, but this is one of the things that I use. You know, I use the other stuff, but I don't use it constantly. This thing's always in my pocket now. I use it all the time. Breathefume.com. All right, we're not doing drops, but moving on. Um, this is a weird, this is this is a great story. Uh, so this is one of those, all right, the kids are going to be okay stories. Um, 
Let me read this headline to you from Yahoo News. TikTok-driven national shoot-up-your-school-day panic leads to several school closures but no school shootings. The reason why it led to no school shootings is because it never was going to lead to any school shootings. A bunch of kids started this trend on TikTok so that they can get a day off of school. And it fucking worked. And here's where their genius is. Back in the day when I was a kid, we used to just uh, announce, like we would just call out a bomb threat. Do you know how much trouble we could have gotten in if we, like, I guess we had payphones, so you could get in, not, you, you won't get in as much trouble. But you know how much trouble we could have gotten in if we got caught calling in a fucking bomb threat, even before 9-11? You would have went to jail for that. And we used to just do it. And they would evacuate a school, and you would really only get a half an hour off. They'd wait a half an hour and be like, well, nothing blew up, go back to school. They call the cops in. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. Really a stupid drill. But this, this actually got people fucking psyched up. And the beauty of it is all of the kids just made videos on TikTok saying they were scared because National Shoot Up Your School Day is coming. So there was no videos of people going, this is going to be National Shoot Up Your School Day. Get ready to shoot up your school. There's no videos encouraging violence. Just kids pretending to be scared of the violent holiday that they made up. Like, I know, look, in a lot of ways, these kids are softer than us. I I, I do often say, though, that I think uh, girls are tougher than they used to be when I was a kid. Much more hardcore. You got a bunch of autistic men fucking who don't know how to interact socially, losing their virginity in threesomes because women are more aggressive nowadays, I feel. But maybe I'm just getting old and that's just how I see the world. I'll tell you a story. My buddy who, uh, uh, he manages some young rappers. He's always just like, he's a single guy and he's always just like, uh, 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 these dudes don't even know how to smash these chicks. It's like, you can kind of literally just scoop up their girlfriends and bring them in other rooms. I'm just like, that's insane. He's like, yeah. I was like, but aren't the girls just gold diggers? He's like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they all are that general. I don't know. That's his thing. But this is the kind of thing where you kind of go, okay, these kids are fucking smart as hell. Listen to this. TikTok, uh, put out a statement update we've exhaustively searched for content that promotes violence in schools today but have still found nothing what we find are videos discussing the rumor and warning others to stay safe local authorities the fbi and dhs have confirmed there's no credible threat so we're working to remove alarmist warnings and violate our misinformation policy if we did find promotion of violence on our platform we'd remove and report it to law enforcement fantastic these kids are great i really find them to be uh fucking they're just they're amazing kids. Um, I th- like I, I, if you could put this, that, that's critical thinking. We often think that kids don't have critical thinking skills anymore. A lot of people, a lot of adults don't have critical thinking skills. But this was kind of a how can we do this and not actually get in trouble? Because here's the thing. is like they can say they just heard about it on a different TikTok video. There's no way to find the first TikTok video. Unless TikTok goes through every group chat and all of TikTok, which I don't think is going to happen. I mean, I assume there's a bunch. Who the fuck knows? The amount of messaging apps I have on my fucking phone. I don't know where anything is. I talk to only Stanley on WhatsApp. Uh, I talk. I, I send all my stuff for Mike to Facebook Messenger for him. Then I get uh, my videos back from our videographer there. And then fucking, I use obviously texting. I'm using Signal to talk to all the drug dealers I know because they only will talk on Signal even if it's just regular stuff. I can't enough. And then I get Instagram DMs from people all the time. It's enough I don't want any more messaging apps then there's also email like I said regular texting I fucking smoke signals people are coming to my house I don't want any of this shit 
If I get a fucking telegram, I'm going to shoot myself in the fucking face because there's going to be too many fucking mediums that I'm getting messages on. I don't want it. Enough messages. Call someone. It's easier. At this point, how fucking funny is that? People have become so cryptic on texting that you can't get an answer and then they take forever to respond. Everybody I know takes forever to respond. It's like, I literally need information now. So I'm going to call you and then they get mad that you called them. I don't want to talk to anybody. He's like, well then answer me, dickhead. I know you saw it. Just answer the text. Fucking assholes. I feel like I'm just babbling to myself, which I am. That's what this show is. That's what the show is when I'm by myself. You babble to yourself. You just start going and going and going. Right? Another thing you do by yourself? Masturbate. You know what'll help you masturbate better? BlueChew.com. Go to B-L-U-E. Chew.com. Use the promo code GOON. You get your first month free. Here's the thing about that. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to do the rest of this ad. I'll just double them up next week. I don't give a shit. You can go there. You're going to need hard dicks in the fucking new year. Honestly, it'll probably be there before New Year's Eve. So if you've got a hot date on New Year's Eve, go to BlueChew.com. Promo code GOON. Get that free month by just filling out that. I guess I'm doing the read. All right? BlueChew.com. Just go there. Promo code's GOON. You need a free month. They send you a ton of fucking blue chews. You chew them all, your dick will explode like the fucking fireworks going off on New Year's Eve. This is something great. Uh, it's very rare that I enjoy a thing that Vice News has done in a really, really long time. Um, you know, I, everybody knows that they peaked years ago when they did that. They did that awesome. They did that whole series of um, international stories, like when they went and met General Buck naked in. Uh, Liberia and all those stories like that. Those like where they bought the nuclear warhead in Chechnya, all those crazy things. But like since then, they just don't pay their employees shit, and uh, not not a lot of good has come out of Vice in a really long time. Um, but they put out this article, the dumbest drug scare stories of 2021, and I wanted to go through them. There's 11 of them here. Uh, this one's a pretty basic one. George Floyd died of a drug overdose. I um I know there might be people listening to this that believe that. It's ridiculous to think that George Floyd, like, if, if he wouldn't have had the drug overdose had a cop not fucking put his knee in his back, it's not a drug overdose. Just because you're more likely to die of a knee in your back because you're high on drugs doesn't mean that, that doesn't make that a drug overdose. I'll agree with that. That's, right? Like, it, that's like kind of saying it's like, oh, dude, like, he didn't die of getting hit with a brick. He drowned. Well, but you beat him half to death with a cement brick. Yeah, but he drowned, dude. He only beat him half to death. He drowned. But you you beat him half to death with a brick and then threw him in the water. Yeah. And he could have swam out. I mean, to be fair, George Floyd probably couldn't swim. But he definitely didn't die of a drug overdose either. All right? He could have gotten anything. He could have done... He could have gotten, like, if he didn't have, first of all, who knows? Maybe if he wasn't on fentanyl, he could have died faster. Um, <clears throat> you know, fentanyl's a painkiller. Probably kept him from panicking. Then again, maybe if he was panicking, they would have got off him. But I don't think so. He was a huge dude. Right? I get it. If you got to subdue a huge dude... You're probably going to put your fucking knee in his back. However, that guy couldn't breathe and he was going to die. 
definitely wasn't a drug overdose. I've people die of drug overdose don't panic like that. They kind of just go out. They fall asleep. Very few people. It's not Pulp Fiction, you fucking idiots. Uh, oh, this was a great one. We talked about this on High Society. Drug dealers are selling woke coke. And they were like, woke coke doesn't exist. Well, here's the thing. Vice is stupid. They're like, woke coke does not exist. But I'm sure there are weed dealers right now doing this all over New York City. They're probably not trying to get away with the woke coke thing. Uh, but there are weed dealers across the city being like, I know this farmer, blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker, this shit just came off a truck. We knew we know it came off a truck or it came out of the mail. You don't know the farmer. And even if you do know the farmer, you don't know what he's putting in it. You don't know if he's lying to you. Even if you do know him, even if you do know what he's putting in it, he could be lying to you. You know, like who the fuck? The but like also idiots wanna believe that. And I think that most drugs are fucking psychosomatic and you just you, you, you just believe whatever you want. Like, I think you're less likely to die of fentanyl if your drug dealer goes, I know for a fact there's no fentanyl in here. I got to pure and cut it myself. If you even kind of trust that guy, if he's built up any sort of rapport with you as a regular client and isn't just a dickhead and you believe him, you'll not die of the fentanyl. The placebo effect, we did it on when we talked about weed a while ago, is insanely powerful. To the point there was a case of a woman, there was one time a case of a woman who... Uh, had bad IBS and they gave her a sugar pill and then they stopped taking and then she stopped taking it and her symptoms came back. Her symptoms went away and then they gave it back to her and her symptoms went away again. She just has to go to this fucking clinic to get, because if she just makes it herself, it doesn't work. She has to go to a clinic and get the pills from the clinic and it tricks her brain somehow into thinking she doesn't have IBS anymore. How fucking insane is that? Dude, I wish I could just do that with like hypnosis. I wish I had hypnotized myself. Just be funnier. Probably make this episode a lot better. Not crushing it. Not crushing it. Again, mini episode. I'm sorry, guys. All right? I feel like an asshole. But you know, you can still enter the fan engagement engagement contest and you'll be more engaged than I am being engaging right now. When you engage, I'll be more engaging. So you go to the, it's the fan engagement engagement contest. We got one more week left. Next week, we'll read off the last entries if there are any. And uh, you can go to uh, askthegoon at gmail.com. We'll get that done. And also check out Sean's website, backatagain.com for more shit about this show. But let's go into more, some more of these things. Um, the never-ending drug clickbait story that will be published on a loop until long after you die. When I read that, I assumed it was going to be about fentanyl and coke, but it was not. Uh, it was about flesh-eating cocaine. Yeah, that always shows up in the corner of your fucking news article that there's flesh-eating cocaine. So apparently there's a uh, there's a, 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 a cut called Levamisol. Levamisol. Um so it's rare that it happens and you have to snort two grams of that of that with Coke every day for several years for it to happen. All right. Listen, Vice, maybe people get trying to party. All right. I know you guys are a bunch of pussies nowadays and you stop going to fucking Liberia or whatever. Now you're just writing fucking stories about how to suck a dick and pretend it's a clit, which I mean, whatever, more power to you. Mind over matter, I suppose. You're just like, 
oh, oh, this is a clit. Feel good, babe. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Like, that's your mantra. Uh, but some people are trying to party advice. So maybe this is actually, this story might actually have some merit. All right. Some people are trying to smoke, snort two grams a day. Maybe they only have one connect. And that guy's using the Vamsol to cut coke every day for several years. You, 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 they're doing that. People are doing that. People like to party advice. Stop being fucking pussies. Um, here's the n- number four, the never-ending drug clickbait story that will be published on a loop until long after you die. Number two, under oh, it's a what do you what to do if you think your neighbor? This is a UK exclusive thing. Uh, the story, which is published even more frequently than the flesh route one, follows a Q and A format with advice to tip off police if you smell weed next door. Now, I don't understand if that is actually happening. I doubt it's actually happening, but I do remember like people always pretend. Europe isn't racist, and I know I've bitched about this before with the with the soccer players getting bananas thrown at them, right? If they weren't racist, they would throw coconuts at them. Well, I guess that would be racist too, but at least it would hurt. At least you would actually be helping your team. Throwing bananas does nothing, except it makes you look racist. Be about it, hooligans. Get on your hooliganery. Um, but yeah, the story... Which wouldn't, uh, basically, so this story is like basically this thing, but I remember back in the day showing, I was reading an issue with Don Diva, which if you don't know what Don Diva is, it's kind of like Feds. If you don't know what Feds is, you haven't been listening to me talk on podcasts for very long. Uh, those were both criminal magazines that came out back in the day. But Don Diva did an article where they were shitting on the UK for basically like, if you're, the, the slogan was too much bling, give us a ring. Basically saying, if you live in the hood and a black guy you know has jewelry, he's a criminal. Uh, now that could be true. Like, here's the thing: everybody's a criminal, right? That's just the way the tax code's written. Now we're just talking about different levels of criminal. They're turning us on against each other. You just stop fucking with that man, shine. All right, too much bling, give us a ring. But it's racist, just like fucking hijab uh, bands are racist. You know what I mean? You got these chicks walking around with their whole face exposed, their mouth hole, their eyes were already exposed, making them kind of sluts. You know what I mean? That's the window to the soul. Now you got the window to their fucking stomach open. You can shoot anything down there. Number five, America's recreational drug supply is being laced with fentanyl. Now this is the thing that fears all of us. You know my you know my stance on this. I hope all everybody listening to me is taking their little bit of fentanyl every day to keep your tolerance up. Because that's what I do. Every day I take a little bit of fentanyl to keep my tolerance up. Alright? I'm taking just a little bit. I take a little bit more, and I take a little bit more. And eventually I'll be able to take all the fentanyl and it will just get me to normal. And I'll be fine. Um, so apparently, uh, a lot of this stuff is happening in very bad drug markets in like the hood, the hood, which is where you'll hear of a lot of them. And I know we all heard of the fentanyl lace cake with uh, Kate Squiggly. Uh, I mean, Kate Quigley, sorry. Um, the comedian who got, uh, who, who got some laced coke. So this can happen. I just don't think... It's really just a way to demonize narcotics and drug dealers and to make and to turn people against each other and keep everybody afraid. It's not I don't I'm not too worried about fentanyl in the it, it, if I was buying heroin, I'd be worried that there's fentanyl in the heroin. I'm not worried too much. Certainly I'm not worried about fentanyl. I hate when people say that they smoked late. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like they were like, Yeah, like no, that happened to my uh, it was this kid Charlie Dawson, who's a comic. He goes he goes, yeah, that happened to my cousin. Like, he was like 14 and he got this weed and he rolled it up in computer paper. I was like, well, it sounds like your cousin didn't really know how to smoke weed. They did not put PCP. PCP is expensive. 
They did not put it in his, I'm assuming, dime bag. No. I am ne- you've never, I've never been able to find $10 worth of PCP. Maybe in the 90s, you can get a bag of flakes, which is mint leaves dried with PCP on it. Maybe you can get that at some point in the 90s. But I do not remember ever seeing juice, which is the wet PCP in a vial for less than like 40 bucks a jar. Ever. Also, you would know you're smoking PCP because it literally tastes like you drank paint and then put a blowtorch in your mouth. That's what it tastes like. It w- You will know. You would not take, a 14-year-old would not take two hits of PCP. A 14-year-old would take one hit of PCP and then quit drugs forever because their mouth was burning and, and they, were, they were literally crying blood. That's what would happen if a 14-year-old accidentally smoked PCP. It's insane. So the quote actually comes from the Times that says uh, um, they talked to a drug dealer that says he was spritzing liquid fentanyl onto baking sheets of marijuana. You know what that is? That's somebody who wants to get into the newspaper, and so they lied. Chris Stanley has lied to get on the news 15 times. You can just get on the news if you just talk to these losers. Journalists are dorks who are insulated from the world because they believe they're above it is really the issue, right? They're just kind of like, well, you know, we know that there are drug dealers because there are drug dealers, but I've never been to one because I spent the last 18 years learning about journalistic ethics that I don't care about anymore. Idiots. Number six, you can overdose from touching fentanyl. See, I kind of believe that, but apparently it's not true. Uh, In July, a San Diego cop was filmed on his colleague's body cam, opening up the trunk of a car during an arrest, picking up a bag of white powder, and then keeling over onto the tarmac, supposedly of a fatal overdose. He was given Narcan, which blocks the effects of opioids in the police department, released footage, including with emotional interviews. Uh, Despite toxicologists confirming that it is impossible to OD just by touching or being near fentanyl. I mean, people are getting high off car parts in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, so apparently this was just some guy saying this. I mean, we've all seen some of the African stuff that comes out. Sometimes some of the health guys out there, they say, um, they, I mean, eat the poo-poo is the most famous one where the guy is just like, gay people eat poo-poo. That's how they get AIDS. They eat the poo-poo. They lick the anus and then some of the poo-poo comes out and they eat the poo-poo. So this guy was just like, yeah, people are taking apart car parts and uh, getting high off catalytic converters. I mean, I'm sure I once heard that engine coolant is the best thing to huff from a guy who huffed a lot of paint. And he said, yeah, you gotta, you really want to get fucked up. You huff engine coolant. Uh, I'm not doing that. Um, or maybe he said it was coolant from the back of a refrigerator. Why the fuck was I talking to people like this when I was younger? What the fuck is wrong with me? What was missing in my life? Like I should, and I, then I would just be like, yeah, I'm better than these assholes I know. I, like, I don't know with that guy five times. Like, I voluntarily went to places I knew where he'd be. Why would I do that? It's insane. I mean, maybe I was trying to hit some of that fucking coolant. I would have fucking hit him. Back then, I probably hit a little of that coolant. If everybody's like, come on, man, what, you a coolant puss? I'd be like, man, I ain't no coolant puss. They'd be like, oh, man, you frigid before you even get the coolant? They would call me, like, a frigid bitch. I'd be like, oh, man, I'm not frigid, bro. I'll do that coolant. And I'd be like, and I'd be all, then I would be cool, you know what I mean? I'd do the coolant, then I'm cool. There's one. Uh, cocaine users are to blame for child drug gangs and youth murders in Britain. I mean, this is the simple. This is the simple thing. Uh, 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 no, they're not. 
Drug users are not responsible for any violence that surrounds drugs at all. The people responsible for violence surrounding drugs uh, are, especially the selling and buying of drugs, are um, uh, the government for making it illegal. For making it illegal, something that adults want. Uh, number nine, fireworks being lit are, are being let off to signal drug drop-offs. This is another thing of just like somebody just made this up. Fireworks are going off. Like what kind of like, what was he watching? Like, was he just, that motherfucker just has New Jack City on in loop in his fucking house. No one is doing that, you fucking idiots. They're just texting back all of the people that they've had waiting. That's it. You, even homeless people have phones now. Why would you set off fireworks to do that and be like, hey, this is where I have all my drugs. Bah, 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 bah. Just follow the trail. Like a fucking crack signal instead of a bat signal. That's not happening. It's not a thing. You're not doing that. This is like when people used to say that people riding a bike with their pant leg rolled up is the signal that they have drugs on them. That was like an old thing in like the hood. And it's like, no, the reason why you uh, roll up your pant leg while you're riding a bicycle, or somebody who rides a bicycle, is especially when you used to wear much baggier pants back in the day, uh, the reason you do that is so that your pant leg doesn't get caught in the chain and ruin your pants. That's it. Drug dealers buy very nice pants because they got all that drug money, right? And they need big pockets in it so they can hide their drugs. So they have to pay extra for big pocketed nice pants. Remember back in the 90s when they used to wear them shiny pants? You think them shits were cheap? That Sean John shiny shit? Hell no, man. You got to roll that shit up if you got a bike somewhere. Fucking idiots. Learn about pants. Everybody is being jabbed with needles full of date rape drugs. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not even going to talk about this. Everybody would know. I mean, that, that all, it came out during the Astro World thing, but it's fucking insane. Like, this is like when people used to say that you can get pricked with a needle, an AIDS needle on the subway. Like, Shut up. Get out of here. Um, here's another one. The German weed is full of heroin. Uh, and then it's just like, eh. eh there's no evidence that there's uh, heroin in any sort of shit. That's it. It's over. That's the whole thing. That's the whole list. I think it's a pretty good list. I love the end of the year when you get all these kind of nonsense lists, aggregating all the dumb shit you talked about all year. I figured I'd go over this. Um, we'll get right into another story. I'm going to get out of here soon. Um, just like I said, mini episode this week. I'll make it up. We'll do extra time next week. The world's best place to be a woman is being sued for misogyny. Uh, Iceland, which apparently has the best um, living conditions for women, is that 40% of their women have been uh, uh, assaulted, either sexually or uh, by a domestic abuser. Now, probably is because Icelandic women are very bossy and have done this whole thing where they get to be in charge of the country. I mean, it's crazy. Also, I'm pretty sure the prime minister of Iceland, oh no, that was Sweden, literally resigned after six hours after her first build it in fucking get past but um you know let me let so what's funny is listen to this this is why they're suing um the justice system looks at rape as a very very serious crime in terms of punishment but doesn't get any of the manpower and attention when there's a murder which happens very rarely in iceland the whole police force goes to investigate and it's just a huge priority that's obviously not the case with rape um it shouldn't be the case with a murder either the whole police department shows up 
Everybody's just like, oh man, I never saw a dead body. Oh, da, da. That's how they speak in Iceland. If you didn't know, you're not as worldly as me. Oh, da, 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 da. I never saw a dead body. Let's go get a dead body, buddy. That's how they talk in Iceland. It's not an Indian accent. Oh, let's go see it. Oh, da, da, da. Body, booty, body. Um, <clears throat> though, uh, yeah, it's obviously not the case with rape. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I think rape is a less justifiable crime than murder. Murder is highly justifiable. People are stupid. Uh, rape is fucked up. Uh, uh, but it is not a worse crime because a, uh, the victim is still alive afterwards. Um, also, uh, 90%, like, you don't need the whole police department, right? Like, 90% of those crimes uh, occur uh, by somebody you know. Right? That, that's just how those crimes work. You should be like, be like, who did this? They're like, uh, it was uh, Jim, this guy I work with. Okay, well, we probably don't need to call any other cops. We'll just go talk to Jim and see what he has to say. It's like, what do you want all these cops to do? They're at a crime scene investigating a murder, looking for like fingerprints and clues and shit. What do you want them all to do? You want them all to take a look at your snatch and be like, oh, this is what happened. Look, I get it. If you're saying that this is not a thing, they're not getting the same thing, but it's like, it's literally the best place for women to live in the world, and they're suing for shit. Like, it's like, I don't understand why you sue the government because 40% of the dudes are fucking cracking you one. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you're suing the government because 40% of men, or whatever, 40% of women have been attacked by men. It was probably less than 40% of men. I bet it's like 10% of men. But, you know, they got a couple of girlfriends under their belt and clack, 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 clack. You know, it's usually hot guys who are just domestic abusers, you know. They're all jacked up on roids or something. And they just have, like, more chances to do it. You know what I mean? They feel like they can get away with it, these handsome devils. You know? They're just like, they're like, well, you know, I'm handsome, so I could probably crack the shit out of some woman, you know? I mean, what are they, what are they not gonna tell on me? Look at me. I'm dashing. I don't think the word dashing gets used enough. Um... But we'll see how this turns out. I'm kind of, I'm very curious how, like, how can this even work? I mean, what are they just going to give all of the women in the country money? How does this actually work? Are they just going to give more resources? I mean, it has more resources than any other country for these sort of issues. It's, I don't know. They said they asked almost a third of the women in the country. That's fucking crazy. A third of, they had to go around. That's a lot of stories you got to listen to. I mean, it's supposed to take in decades. I mean, I know Iceland's only got like 75 people and an 80 people tops. A whole country. Jesus, this must have taken a long time. All right. I'll move on one last time. I want to talk about one last story. This is a story that's hilarious to me. Uh, There's a cop who uh, got a lap dance by a subordinate. He's a lieutenant in the 44th. Well, now he's a transit cop. He got bust down to transit. Because I guess he's a sex predator. And that's where they go, on the fucking subway system. Uh, but this guy, um, uh, he got a lap dance from, I mean, they don't show her face in the Post article, but she's all right. You can tell. Now, I wonder if they'll, so, so, so this is the actual, this is the headline uh, from the other day. NYPD rookie gives lieutenant lap dance at Wild Holiday Party now under investigation. Now, this is a Bronx precinct. They had this holiday party in uh, in Yonkers. Guy seems to be a good-looking guy. Uh, you could tell this lady is a she's a pretty attractive young woman. 
so apparently she got drunk. And it seems like it could just be a lark. But they did take some pictures. I mean, she's wearing a pretty revealing outfit. But she's just a young woman at a party. And I guess they were like... I guarantee this is how this... It is funny because there's all these cops in the background just looking like dumb mooks. It looks like one of those... Uh, Porns where all the college kids are watching the actual porn stars bang in the background, which I mean, how fucking much does it suck if you're in the background of one of those videos 20 years later uh, and you were never really even in porn, but everybody has seen you in a porn? Like, there's just a lot of like girls just like watching. Um, so, according to uh, uh, McGarry, who lives with his wife, which we'll get to in a minute. Nosy fucked up, a police source says. Messing with your subordinate is a no-no on the job. This is how this started. That girl got drunk. Everybody had thought she was hot for months. And uh, 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 they go, I bet you, she was like, I'm so drunk. I get so many lap dance. I could have been a stripper if I wasn't a cop, but I just wanted the benefits. And everybody was like, you won't give anybody a lap dance. You won't give anybody a lap dance. And the guy who jumped to the front of the line was the lieutenant because he pulled rank on all these schlubs. And now his life is fucking ruined. Because this was uh, two days ago. This was the headline. Uh, and then the headline today. Uh, uh, wife of lap dance loving NYPD cop fumes over caper with rookie. Now you might ask yourself. How would his wife know this? Now his wife. I gotta be honest. Look a little frumpy. I mean not probably not her fault. I'm sure they have kids. But, you know, he's looking pretty good. Lap dance girl, a little toy. I mean, it's probably making her feel pretty shitty about herself. Pretty fucked up. Here's how they know she's pissed off. Um, they showed them the post. Showed up to her house. So they were they were smart enough to blur out the girl's face for the video. Uh, the girl who gave the lap dance. Because they got in a lot of shit. We talked about this on HSR. The hot fucking EMT with the OnlyFans. They got in a lot of shit for slut shaming that girl. As they should have. Because there was... EMTs get paid dog shit, as do rookie cops. Lieutenants make good money, but we're talking dog shit money for like a first few year cop, like thirty two grand. It's nuts. Um. So. She, so so the post then shows up to ask the wife how she feels about this. I guarantee you this: if she'd have found out about this through a photo that was sent to her, she'd have brought it up, and he'd have been like, "Oh, that was a stripper," and that would be the Fucking end of it. Like, you're like, yeah, we had a stripper at the holiday party. And it would be the fucking end of it. Or be like, it was a joke. I didn't do anything. Because he probably didn't. Probably just was what it looked like, which was a stupid, drunken thing. And instead, I mean, look, you probably shouldn't be getting a lap dance from a subordinate at a fucking holiday party. It's fucking dumb. But also, who the fuck took this fucking video? What snitch took this fucking video? Better be a fucking staff, a member of the staff at fucking. Uh, better be a member of the fucking staff at the fucking club. Who the fuck knows? I don't even fucking know. But, but like, but if, if there's another fucking cop, what happened to a blue wall of fucking silence, you fucking idiots? This is what you're fucking getting in trouble for at this point? It's fucking crazy. But Melissa McGarry apparently uh, said, scream, fuck you, to a post reporter and photographer. Yeah, she's just some lady going to get her mail wearing her, like, she's wearing, like, a fucking big sweater that's, like, comfy in the house. And you're fucking going, hey, so uh, your husband's a fucking creep. How do you feel about that? It's fuck, you're a stranger, asshole. Of course she told you to go fuck yourself. Like, Jesus Christ, you ruined this fucking lady's fucking life. You fucking embarrass her in front of millions of people, you fucking assholes. 
I guarantee if she talked to her fucking mom about it, she was fucking pissed, but she knew it wasn't that fucking serious. She probably was more, I guarantee you, she's more mad about the fucking article about the, than the fucking act because it's fucking disgusting that you would do this to a person. You fucking assholes. Oh, it is fun to watch a cop get in trouble though. Oh, but that is it, guys. Uh, go follow me at Chris from BKLY on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, I feel like I should plug stuff that's coming up, but I don't even feel like you guys, I deserve to fucking plug stuff because, I mean, hey, this was a, this was a, a lackluster episode, and I apologize, but I would do. I would like you guys to just reach out to me, ask to go to gmail.com, send your fan engagement, engagement ideas. We'll be revealing a winner in the next couple of weeks. I, I'm trying to figure out how we'll decide the winner. I might bring Paco in to decide the winner. I don't really know how I'm going to do it, but we're going to do. We're going to go through the fan engagement, engagement things throughout the next year, throughout 2022. Was it 20? I don't even fucking know. Fucking COVID, man. I don't know what fucking year it is. It's fucking crazy. I don't fucking know. This needs to end. I already get melancholy around the holidays. That's why I can't be around Mike today. Fucking, it's even worse outside now. But whatever. At Chris from BK01. AskTheGoon at gmail.com. Follow Mike B. M. Harrington on all those things. Leave us a rating and review. You know, all that good shit. We'll be back with a full episode next week. I think I have an interview I'm setting up. I think I'm going to do uh, uh, something. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I don't even want to tease it because this person has been unreliable in the past. But I should have a, a good interview coming up. And then I'm going to start doing some interviews again. Um, you know, it's just harder to book people than it used to be. I used to be able to get people no problem. I'm going to reach out to some people I had reached out to during the last year, see if they're more available now at the beginning of the year. Who knows? Maybe they're trying to get out there. Um, so I'll reach out to them. I'll reach out to a few people I've already reached out to, and I'll reach out to, uh, you know, I'll reach out to some, some known people. I really don't want to start doing uh, too many comedians, but I might do a few. Uh, 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 obviously, uh, the idea is to have Dave Smith, um, probably my buddy Drew Doughty, who is on Flatbush Misdemeanors, who I've known for a long time. And I was thinking maybe James Mattern does a podcast called The Commissioner of Comedy. And I think he has a good... But those would be the only comics I would have on. I don't really want to start being one of those guys who just fucking talk to their fucking friends on their fucking podcasts. It's just... It, it, to me, it's just... It just it rotating in and out. Comedian. Just, there's enough of that. But... So I want to get... I want to line up some like legitimate, real, good guests. Uh, maybe some scientists, some fucking artists, things like that. Probably some of my buddies again. I might do another segment with fucking... Hoggy and fucking Shakes. I don't know if you guys remember that. Fucking, I was over there with those guys and we we're getting all fucked up a couple weeks ago. This motherfucker, Hoggy. Now, this is a fucking, this is a person who works saving lives. He's a fucking paramedic. And this motherfucker is just talking about he eats a full bag of ravioli a day, most of the time just with melted butter and salt on it. I'm like, you're going to fucking kill yourself. I was like, how much melted butter do you use for a pack of ravioli? He's like, I don't know, like half a stick? He's eating half a stick of melted butter on fucking cheese and fucking, it's fucking insane. These are my fucking friends. They're, he's going to fucking die. He, he, and he was just like, I don't really know. There's 12 raviolis in the large raviolis, but you get like a little extra if you get mini raviolis. So I just, I've been getting the minis because they cook a little quicker. I'm just like, you're thinking too much about fucking raviolis. You're drinking Georgie vodka and eating frozen raviolis and you're saving lives. It's, it's, it's bizarre. And then he almost made somebody cry because he said that, uh, 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 he hadn't read it. My, my other buddy, uh, Cree the Monster Man, uh, Paperface's uh, manager, said that he uh, he had read a study that uh, if you don't, um, if you stop eating sugar, it can reverse brain damage that you get from eating sugar. Now, he didn't actually read a study, 
what he read was an article about a study that didn't give the abstract or the amount of people in it. Because that's what everybody does. They read an article and they say, I saw a study. You didn't see the study. You didn't click through the link that goes to the study. You didn't even bother looking up the study. You didn't use Google Scholar. And he goes, no, you didn't. And I go, and he goes, he goes, first of all, that's not how that works. He says something about diabetics and stuff. And I goes, that's not how diabetics work. You know how many diabetic shock assholes that I had to fucking revive because they're dumb fucks? And they get into this whole thing. He goes, you didn't read a study. And I go, well, if you read the study, you could bring it up. And then he couldn't bring it up. And he spazzed out and left to go get a midnight booster shot. And he never found the study because there was no study. Stop telling people you read a study. You read an article about a study. That's not the same as reading a study. Read the study. Just read the abstract. You don't have to actually have to read the study. You're not going to understand the study. You're not a scientist. Whatever. At Chris from BKLYN. Good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you